Ahoy there, folks. Welcome back to Vikes on the Mic, the show where uh, we bring you the stories of current and former members of the UVic Vikes track and field and cross-country uh, teams. Uh, my name's Matt, and I'm joined here today with uh, uh, Josh, my co-host. <laughs> oh, sorry, my name. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, and Chet is, uh, is actually working right now, but... Uh, he's here in spirit. He's here in spirit, as <laughs> usual. And uh, today we are super excited to host our first uh, female guest on the show, uh, and it's none other than... Uh, Vikes assistant coach uh, Marilyn Arsenault. Um, Marilyn, uh, despite a late uh, start to running, uh, has come to dominate the scene, especially at the Masters level in Canada, um, on all three surfaces. And uh, she's even competed internationally on several occasions for Canada. Um, and she also coaches. Uh, not only through UVic, but uh, with her company, Mindful Strides. Um, and beyond all that, she's a super cheerful person who's always radiating positive energy. So mm -hmm. we're stoked to have her on the show. So, super pumped. So welcome, Marilyn. Yeah, hey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad so, to be here. Yeah, how's your summer been so far? You know, I've noticed you've heard interesting hikes and uh, everything. Did you do any big training up there? Or is it kind of a big break? Or Yeah. Yeah, I was lucky this summer. Well, we try to do a couple of pretty good hikes every summer, but this summer we, uh, I, I was training pretty hard right up until June, middle of July for mm -hmm. the mile. As you guys know, I was yeah. trying to yeah. run that. Uh, I was trying to run a, a world record uh, 50 to 55 <laughs> age category yeah. uh, record for the mile. So I, I, I took a good kick at the can at that. It didn't quite pan out, but. Mm -hmm. Got pretty close, but not quite there. Uh, so come July, I was ready for a break. So yeah, it took a took like six weeks of sort of down to easy running time, and nice. yeah. And so in that time, I just like to go for hikes and uh, went to Canmore for a little bit. I went to right. Strathcona Park for a little bit, nice. and yeah. Perfect. I like cool. I like getting outdoors. Yeah, I remember seeing your Instagram feed. And I was like super jealous. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this is super cool. I've always wanted to go to like the whole Banff kind of Jasper area over there. So yeah, yeah, it's on the bucket list. Yeah, you have to go. You have to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely beautiful. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like just kind of like your background before running. You know, like in your kind of university. Like what what was like your undergrad kind of experience? Just like being a regular student kind of thing before running, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, I just realized when we were chatting about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my time in university, you guys weren't even born yet. So um, yeah, so I did an undergraduate. I grew up in Kingston, Ontario, but then I yeah. went to McGill University, did mm -hmm. my undergraduate there um, in music. So I was a, a voice major. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, you can be, you can have a a major in singing yeah. performance so I did that at, at McGill um, and then I started a master's in voice mm -hmm. at the University of Montreal so I was in, in Montreal for about 16 years well, and my main focus was singing like that right. was my that's what I lived and breathed mm -hmm. very much so through that period so kind of like what you guys are you guys talk about running all the time you're thinking about running mm -hmm. that was my domain was was 
was singing. Right. So that's wow. all I did was right think about that. So yeah, so I, I did an undergraduate there, gra- started a graduate program. And then my husband got a, a, a job out here mm-hmm. in 2003. All right. He's also mm-hmm. a musician. He's a conductor, orchestra, orchestral conductor. Mm-hmm. Nice. So we came out here um, for his job. And um, yeah, and I was still singing at the time. So I we just moved here and I was doing a bit of singing around town, around Victoria, mm-hmm. <laughs> with the symphony, with the opera company, getting mm-hmm. little gigs here and there. And mm-hmm. then started running. That's when I really started focusing in on running right when you got cool. here right yeah cool yeah. and so yeah. what uh was there any particular reason you started up running or well yeah I mean I ran a little bit in Montreal um I just I couldn't really run much when I was in the 80s you remember that time <laughs> <laughs> I was there yeah you there you know the music I was right there, yeah <laughs> you know it's funny when I look back I mean I wasn't a runner runner but yeah. I remember running at nighttime because it was odd to be running out on the street. It looked really? kind of weird to huh. be, I know oh, it didn't yeah, seem yeah. that long ago, but mm-hmm. I never, I felt very self-conscious running on the street. I was a bad runner too. I mean, I was a heel striker and really <laughs> yeah. thick, heavy runner. So I remember putting on like sweatpants. We'd put on like cotton sweatpants, a sweat shirt, right and I or sweat, you know, yeah, a hoodie, cotton kind of big thing. hoodie, yeah. and you uh, go like out, the movies. Yeah, yeah, just like the, the like Rocky, yeah, like like Rocky, Rocky. Yeah. exactly. That was what people wore, right? And cotton, everything was cotton. Nobody had there was no tech material back then. Yeah, put up and too, yeah. yeah, no compression socks and no fancy shoes. I don't even remember what I wore, but I just think I probably bought whatever fit my foot and yeah. I just ran out the door but nice. um so I ran but I, I was always getting injured I was just running because I first I always felt it felt good to stay fit while I was singing yeah. but like, okay. kind of like a stress lever <laughs> a little yeah. bit yeah. yeah and but I'd always get hurt ironically <laughs> I'd get hurt trying to run yeah. so I was very lucky I met a fellow in Montreal who's a level four coach his name's Malcolm Balk mm-hmm. and he also taught the Alexander method, um, which is taught to musicians in schools. You can look it up if you don't mm-hmm. know what that is. Yeah. But he he and I connected um, at a training camp for singers. Yes, there is a training wow. camp for singers. That's awesome. I know, you know. <laughs> so we met there, and and he saw me run, and he just happened to be there for the singers. But he saw me running, and he said, "You're, you know, the reason you're getting injured, I think, is your running style for is me. preventing mm-hmm. you from." running you know consistently so he spent a couple years working with me on my running form and it didn't even like you know when he said i'll give you running lessons it didn't even seem sound like a weird thing because you take singing lessons you take golf lessons you take 10 so when he said i'll teach you how to run with some technique i just said yeah that's exactly what i need i just knew it i thought yeah i need to like retrain my gait yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i can get to a from a to b and actually, I don't think it was I was a really slow runner necessarily. I just I just couldn't do it with ease. Yeah. So over two years, he he just really really we broke my stride down really carefully, um, just using some really basic stability drills and and awareness drills that at first seem very mechanical. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yep. they were very strict. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at first, I looked like. I looked like a kind of not really a runner, but a runner, but it looked different. But then as I got comfortable with the drills and how to run it, I created my own style of nice. running. It was still my style, yeah. but 
we needed a foundation from which what is good mechanics like Throwing, foot landing under yeah. the hip are, mm-hmm. are you fishing, yeah. yeah are you running with good posture are you stable like are you mm-hmm. keeping your trunk nice and firm on the landing sure. all that stuff and um and anyway so i worked with him for two years and then when i moved to victoria he said why don't you join a run club and yeah. just now start training right so i did i just joined a local group in town and i started training after about I don't know, maybe two years. Um, I was running the race series, and I, I was sort of getting faster off yeah. off just club training. Club races, yeah. And then I hired a coach because mm. I somebody a coach spotted me and said, "Yeah, hey, you know, if you got a bit of real actual Experience, training, yeah. you might you might actually run well." And then, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And so I just started moving more and more into running right, and yeah. winning some races, local nice. races, yeah, and cool. then yeah. So that's that's basically it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So when I you kind of like... into that. We kind of like came to the bikes. Is that kind of like how you just like, you didn't talk with Brent about maybe competing for them as you kind of evolved more on or was oh. it just like, or is like the school kind of lead you to University of Victoria and then you decided to run for the bikes or was it kind of like bike or opposite? Well, I think by the time. Cause I was like 2008, nine, right? Yeah, yeah. I had, I was, I think I, by the time I started running pretty well, like I was able to run like a 10 K and like. I don't know, 37 minutes or nice. something. Yeah, that's pretty fast. I was decided I was going to finish off my master's degree yeah. at UVic. Yeah. And so oh, okay. Brent caught wind that I was thinking of doing that. I yeah. can't even remember how I met Brent, to be honest. I can't remember how I knew him. But he approached me or he asked me, "Would you, if you do a master's, you should, you know. Compete. Yeah, jump in. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but I'm 40 years old. That's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. And he said, not weird at all. He said, come on, come on in. So that's what I did. I... I I, that's, that fall, I think I ran my first, I ran a half, mar- it wasn't my first half, but I ran a half marathon in 75 minutes. Nice. <clears throat> and that, I believe that was the year I did it. I can't remember. Maybe it was the following year. But I ran, I can't even remember what year that was. Okay. 2009, the years are starting to like drift farther and farther away from my 115, 2009, yeah. Was it 2009? Okay. Yeah. But I think I ran for the Vikes in 2008. 2008 fall and 2009. Yeah, 2009. Indoor season. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. The, was it until 2009 was in the cross country, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. There you go. So, um, yeah, so I joined the Vikes team as a 40, I think I was 41 at the time, and, mm-hmm. and just hopped right in with the team dynamic. And I, <laughs> yeah, I did right just what you guys were doing. I showed up to group workouts. Right on. Um, I mean, I did my own, definitely did my own volume at that time. Um, I was being coached by someone and I just followed their plan mm-hmm. and, um, and I modified the workouts because I was much more of a, more of a distance runner at that point versus, a a true mid distance runner. So I just right. did more volume, but yeah. I, and I no, went yeah. on all the trips and I did the training camps right and the, everything. Yeah. How's that but, experience kind of being like, you know, the old vet, <laughs> like the 20 year old, 19 year old kids. Yeah. Well, you know, I, they welcome to the team. They, or, oh yeah. yeah. Nice. Honestly, they treated me just like I was one of them. I mean, well, you know me, I'm not all mm-hmm. that mature. So it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was an easy glide in. So yeah. they, yeah, they, honestly, they, they treated me just like nice. one of the girls. And cool. I, yeah, I had a blast. It was, it was a really fun right. two semesters. Um, awesome. And I ran indoors for the first time. I'd never run an yeah. indoor race in my life. I remember you always told me the one story about like starting a track race and not knowing how to crouch. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> I was behind everyone, you know, I was behind by a couple seconds with the cues, you know, the yeah. guy saying on your mark and everybody kind of ran to the start line line. and I was looking around still standing up (laughs) and what's going on 
And then I, race, you know, exactly. And I, yeah, got to the line and they said, get set. And everyone kind of got down in a crouch position. And I was still, you know, like a peacock looking around going, what's going on? <laughs> you know, Brent's probably on the sideline just like yeah, shaking his, ass his off. head going, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. But it was really, really fun. Yeah, it nice. was a great couple awesome. of semesters. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Did you like kind of learn any like tips or tricks from Brent, like along with like the previous coach and like towards like into your own coaching with mindful strides kind of thing? Or did he like kind of give you any pointers while you were? Uh, Brent with in terms of... Just like, like learning anything training? from like being a coach or like, like to take anything from like Brent's coaching experience into like your own coaching today. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, I think... You know, you're absorbing everything people are giving you. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're if you're interested in something, if you're passionate, you're you're always taking. You know, you should be learning from everybody and anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually learned a lot about just running indoor races. Like, right. I've never done that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he gave me a couple of cues with, like, for instance, I didn't know that you don't pass on the corner. You know, on the on the on the curves, I was yeah. always. I was just kind of randomly passing people when I felt like it. And he, yeah. he was saying, you're, you're actually, the best time to pass is really on the straightaways. Try yeah. not to pass. Because <laughs> I think right, I, yeah. exactly, and kind of stick stick to the, you know, things like that. <clears throat> where when you're running on the road, you're not really thinking about when to pass or how. Yeah. You just pass. When yeah. it's time to go, you go. Exactly. And, and so things like that were were kind of crucial for, <laughs> for me. Because I was, I was literally like, just like, I looked like a, a loose dog out there. I was just like <laughs> randomly passing and running around uh, yeah, like crazy. That's... So he, he gave me some good tech, technical skills because nice. I, I didn't do high school track, right? right. I, it's not like you guys grew up no. with that, knowing those type of skills. I had zero skills Did running you know on the track. Did you know any other sports in <clears throat> high school or just... Soccer. Soccer. Okay. A little bit yeah. of soccer. But mainly and volleyball. Singing, you said, right? And yeah. mainly singing. Yeah, yeah, I was a singing geek. I didn't right. do... So I didn't do track and field um in public school or high school in fact i was told in public school i I wasn't really a runner and that i should just (laughs) really yeah i should stick to to, uh, (laughs) art music because i was good at art too so yeah so it's funny so it was a real learning curve even just jumping into that indoor season i was in seattle and boom i'm on a track and i'm like what the heck am i doing here and 300 something yeah exactly (laughs) and um and so yeah I, i learned a lot i think about myself as an athlete but also for sure later on in coaching and i'm and i mean that's where i'm trying to hone my skills i'm trying to learn more about mid distance running because i don't have that i haven't had that pedigree you know growing Mm up yeah that you guys will take for advantage take advantage or or take for granted i should say if ever you coach you've got all those years of of Mm -hmm. when you're an athlete that you can kind of lean on and, yeah. and think about and understand and it's already in your system right totally. like some guys have been running since like middle school high school yeah it's just like yeah yeah 10 years now exactly where i have i've had to play a lot of catch-up so exactly. in distance running yeah I've, I've i've you know i've i've learned a lot but i've even that i've only been running since you know really competitively since 2007 maybe yeah, so just like 10 years so yeah. it's not a huge no. huge time where some people have had 20 30 years of of running but I think my singing background is seen as far away as it seems from running it the there are so many parallels with learning another thing like whether it's another sport or in my case music the parallels are very very similar Mm -hmm. the discipline that it takes the 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 and, and you know being aware of your body um 
there's so many aspects that blend. So I, in a way, yeah, I was new to running in 2008 or whenever I mm -hmm. started to really train. But I could take what I learned as a singer and being so disciplined in one mm -hmm. thing for 25 years, I had that experience and I, I could bring it into sport from another arena. And I think it's really actually, it's helped my coaching in a way because I can, I can really relate. I can relate it to performance anxiety, for instance, totally. I can really exactly. relate to that. I, I, I went through a really bad period of stage fright actually in my, in my early twenties, like I had really, really bad stage fright. So I can really <clears throat> sense when someone's anxious um, and I can sense how easily you can get off the, you can get off track from where you want to go just based on mental mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, bad habits mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that can start to snowball without even you knowing it. I'm certainly not a sports psychologist, but um, I've had lots of um, psychology uh, yeah. lessons mm -hmm. for myself that I had to, because I had to dig myself out of that. Mm -hmm. like absolute fear you know paralyzing fear of going on stage i yeah. had that wow. and i had to dig yeah. myself out of that hole and it it was a long hard battle but i came out with lots of skills and from that so so yeah there's lots of parallels that totally. you can yeah relate to yeah it's like running like you know like going on stage like in front of like an audience and running the same thing you're running, you're running in a circle yes. the audience yeah yeah it's totally. your it's it's who you are at that moment is very important to to you and having fine balance and understanding that running is not really who you are it doesn't define you mm -hmm. we talked about this yeah, yeah totally. and that's a huge especially at this age because we you're trying to find yourself right that sounds cliche but mm -hmm. you are you're trying to figure out who am i mm -hmm. and oftentimes we get suck suckered into thinking well i'm you know, I'm a diver if you're if diving's your sport, mm -hmm. or I'm a runner, or, mm -hmm. and that's all I am. And if I'm a, if I'm diving really well today, I'm a good person. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So wow. that's yeah. why it feels do or die. Yeah. It's almost like, but no, you're actually a good person, totally. even if you have a bit of a lousy race, or your race is mm -hmm. not on, or you have a bad workout. Yeah. You actually are more than just a runner or a diver or a singer. But we, yeah, it's so funny because me and Matt talk was yeah. on a run today. It's like you know, like we're like. It's like you know you're, you're like you're not you're not just a 15 minute 5k runner. Not you know? at you're all. Exactly. Exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. but it's you can easily fall into that, especially when there's, you know, there's expectations too from coaches or from from your teacher or from from an exam. For me, what what <clears throat> got the ball rolling was I had a final voice exam to do. Really? So that was my final graduation recital, and you're marked, and That's you have a panel in front cool. of you, and you have to do an hour's worth of music. And six weeks before, I literally went out of control and my mind just went spinning thinking, if I don't nail that recital, I'm wow. yeah. the biggest loser on the planet. Not, it wasn't here in the front of my mind, but in the back of my oh, mind, yeah. that's what 100%. it felt like. So it just got worse and worse. And I, oh. every practice, I was putting so much pressure on myself. And I, I can see that can happen in any sport or any <laughs> endeavor. Has that happened to you? Have you Man, I can relate so much to yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Asking uh, or talking about the parallels between running and music was something we were really curious about. And yeah, when you bring up the psychological aspect mm. of of performing um, and the anxiety, it's like, um, yeah, like I know this in, in general, I've struggled sim similarly with, mm -hmm. uh, especially before races, but even before workouts and stuff. Um, and And so that idea of defining yourself by your 
um, not just running, but like specifically your performances. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like these extrinsic things, uh, and, um, and then it does feel like do or yeah, die. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And because so you have all that whole... pressure on put yeah. on this one thing. And then if it doesn't go according to your expectations, Fair then like you said, it snowballs. It starts to that's, snowball or it can. Like, it over can. this past, yeah. the, the past, my past year, especially the cross season, um, that's kind of exactly what happened. Like each, I had pretty high expectations for the season mm-hmm. and was feeling pretty good going in. And then each race was a disappointment, which brought more pressure to the next one. And right. Then, um, and that's yeah. common, right? That's not that's not an uncommon oh, for sure. thing to happen. No, yeah, it's actually sure. more common than. But I think yeah, it's op- good than it's, not. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's cool how um, yeah you can bring that across any any discipline, um, and then I guess the other cool thing about this this uh, yeah the psychological side is um, yeah you you, develop, you learning techniques to to deal with it mm-hmm. and i think that's mm-hmm. cool to share um yeah to like to share with people and to kind of work together to like even just share your own coping strategies mm-hmm. like me and josh were talking about i listened we were talking about this on the run today i was listening <laughs> to uh uh, Steve Magnus's podcast. Oh yeah, Actually, they're great. Yeah, you 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 were the one who pointed that out yeah, to yeah. me. Uh, the on coaching podcast, and yeah, they're fantastic. Um, but they were talking to one of their athletes, Brian Barraza. Oh yeah. Um, and he his mental approach to running is like very systematic. Um, like he'll he'll train his mindset the same way he trains his body. Like he'll use workouts to also train like Mm -hmm. his thoughts and stuff um Mm -hmm. and and within that team at houston they they will um like they will train their mind as much as train their body but they'll yeah yeah and they'll talk they'll talk with each other about kind of the stuff they've dealt with in the same way that's fantastic and so yeah yeah, i think that's yeah it's really cool if yeah yeah you can bring those experiences yeah. to your own coaching yeah yeah and that's what musicians do too right really, so yeah. anytime you're in your practice room so imagine you're at a workout same thing if you're practicing in your practice room you're not just practicing the technical skill and singing in my case singing and getting the voice to you know release or whatever you're trying to do or singing the music in a certain way you're also dealing minute by minute with how are you reacting to the way you're sounding and mm-hmm. how are you reacting to a negative thought are you hitting a high note and going oh that sucked balls or are you saying okay that wasn't quite right i'm going to try to line myself up a little better and try this again right so trying to catch yourself when you're feeling those negative thoughts or feelings to Mm -hmm. just notice it and go oh yeah (laughs) there i go again Mm -hmm. no big deal this is the old ego kicking in yeah 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 and trying to just notice when you're thinking negative things it's really that's why i call my training stuff mindful strides it's really being mindful i know that word's tossed out like so many times and it sounds so overdone but there's a reason why it's it's so popular because there is a mindfulness in even how you're moving Mm -hmm. are you are you moving at are you moving fast across the ground with the least amount of effort Mm-hmm. Or are you muscling too much? Or are you hitting the uh, braking too much? Is it something about your mechanics not letting you flow across the ground? Again, rather than just 
trying to run a pace and just try to hit it and, and trying to, you know, start thinking into like getting tuned in and being aware. What does this feel like? And when I do push a little bit or muscle, how is that affecting the way I feel during the workout and after even? Because that can have a, mm-hmm. a you know, can lead into recovery issues or, mm-hmm. you know, or injury niggles that crop up or whatever. So all it's basically yeah you're tuning in and that's why wearing headsets or ear sets or something <laughs> and listening to music it's great to do that every so often as a if you want to just do it for fun but I I really tell try to tell yeah, people totally imagine a golfing you know or tennis player always wearing ear sets all the time mm-hmm. they're they're listening to their body all the time and through an execution of a race you should be able to do that in the workout so that okay, come race yeah. da- day. You don't have the totally ear sets in your it, phone, yeah. in your sorry, in your ears anymore. All coming out of your phone, you're actually focusing on how are you doling out the energy? How are you feeling? How am I managing this, this next yeah. K? You're listening, or this next segment that's coming up. You're listening to your body. You're tuning in. Really, that's a that's the skill is, mm-hmm. and that's the mastery of whatever. Whether you're playing golf or running or singing, it's how good are you at bringing yourself back to what are you doing what's the task at hand right now what are right. you doing right now not oh my god the finish line is still another 6k away and i'm done that's 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 not staying mindful you're staying no. in the moment and tuning in and you got to practice that totally. that's the practice that's For simple sure. as that i mean you know we think it's all going to be magic on the day of but unless you're practicing it in the workouts you're not it's not going to happen race day no. exactly. and it won't be automatic yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, that that uh that idea of applying yeah, mindful awareness to uh to like just all the time whether it's in a, a tough moment when you have those yeah. negative thoughts and being negative able to, thoughts, yeah, it's another being, spot. Being yeah. able to acknowledge them without getting sucked into them and and like following that down a yeah down a rabbit hole. And you experiment a little bit. Yeah. Like right. that's the time to do it, is yeah. in a practice room or when you're out doing workouts, you start experimenting with okay, today, maybe my goal today is, okay, we've got, you know, four by six minute workout or something, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. You're going to say, okay, today I'm going to just, I'm going to run as hard as I can go for sure to, to get the workout done, do, do it well. But my focus today is to see if when the going gets tough, can I just focus it on the task at hand instead exactly. of the thoughts, negative thoughts. That's a great, honestly, that's an awesome goal Strategy, for a yeah. workout. Yeah, and that could even be one for the first race of the season. You're gonna so it takes the pressure off of okay, I have to run, no. you know, this time or come in yeah. top twenty. And surprisingly enough, if you do it a couple times in workouts, sometimes the times just happen on their own. No, exactly. Just because yeah. you are, you know what I you mean? Because the minute yeah. you think negative, muscles start to tighten up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't feel them tightening up, but you lose a bit of the freedom of your movement when you exactly. start negative talk starts to happen Mm -hmm. and so it's just trying to practice can i forget those thoughts a little bit they'll always be there but Mm -hmm. instead of them being right at the forefront exactly put them in the back burner and you're working on what am i feeling right now in the race what's happening in the race right now there's a guy in front of me Mm -hmm. i want to pass him (laughs) yeah keep your mind on the current what you're doing right now it's yeah it's very important to like not get focused like the big picture like 
I want to win this race or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's like, just like, every focus on your stride, focus on this K, focus yeah. on the middle of the race, focus on the two guys ahead of me. Yeah. I think it's very important. And yeah, I very 100% much. agree. <laughs> Not yeah. easy to yeah. do. I'm not no, saying no, it's, no. it's, it takes practice. But that's the, it yeah, takes that's years the cool of practice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think it's important too. And like, it's underemphasized um, just in general. But yeah, if, if you can, promote that on your team to practice mm-hmm. that um, especially now while you're young yeah because these are habits exactly. right so you're what you're trying to establish not just good training habits in terms of pacing and doling out the energy but that ability to tune in and really focus in i mean that's what mastery is and that sometimes can take years totally mm-hmm. so there is no pressure for you to be able to do it right now no. but you want to be practicing it now exactly so that down the road um It'll just become a good habit that that's what yeah. you do. And everybody at some point has a pitfall now and again exactly. where you go back into that. Something can happen to you, really something quite dramatic in a race where you get a couple of side stitches, two, three races in a row, mm-hmm. and that yeah. can suddenly block your confidence a little bit. But you've had the skills of, of exactly. working through that. And so when those pitfalls happen, yeah. you kind of can ma- manage them. You're You've got the skills that you've mm-hmm. developed, and uh, hopefully, yeah. coaches are always trying to remind you that because yeah. it's it's easy to lose the that um, that idea. It's easy to forget when you're trying to, especially as you get moment. into championship yeah. races, yeah. you start thinking about the eyes on the prize exactly. only yeah. instead of okay, well, let's do what's been working all the way up until now. Exactly. But that's got to be practiced at every practice. Mm-hmm. That's what a practice is. It's the same thing with right? like, it, like <clears throat> I look at like university as like totally like that. It's like we're all kind of like here, like we're all like, you know mid twenties usually. Sometimes we're all like trying to figure out like post life and like the way I look at like running is just like yeah, it's kind of like school in a way. You know, I'm still I'm in school learning, yeah, studying, writing, exactly. And I'm in I'm in I'm running, <clears throat> studying, running how to become yeah, a better yeah. runner. It's like so every race like. You know, like, I don't have, I, like, in my exams, I don't have, like, good exams all the time. I don't have good marks all the time. Sometimes I get a bad test. It's like something, you have a bad race. It's just, yeah. like, kind of looking at it the same way and mm-hmm. just yeah. not trying to, like, be, I mean, it's hard to kind of say it. Like, obviously, like, we're, I'm, like, a perfectionist and we're all kind of sometimes perfectionists to a degree. But mm-hmm. it's, like, hard to say. But it's just kind of, like, not getting too down and not getting too high. Just kind of not trying to see you even heal. It. Yeah. That's, the, that's honestly, that's such, <laughs> and even when things yeah. are going well. Yeah. You could do mm-hmm. the, you could do the same thing, get overly excited. But I think the real masters again, and and I look at musicians, the ones that I really looked up to in my that were colleagues of mine. I was my, very much when I was on the high, I'd be flying totally. like a kite, and then exactly. when it was not so good, I'd be down in the dumps. And I noticed they could ride the waves and stay yeah. fairly. Mm-hmm. And so I learned a lot by watching colleagues do that. Totally. Um, and same thing with coaching. It's the same thing when you're when your athletes are doing well, you know, you can get too caught up and get too excited. And then it, it's really, I, that's what I learned from Brent. Yeah. He, he stays yeah. pretty even, he, he does, even, yeah. even keel, right? Like he mm-hmm. doesn't get too excited when the team's doing great, but he also doesn't get super after you know, yeah. down or he's not a big downer or a big grumpy coach afterwards. Like he keeps it pretty, pretty even keel. And I think that's really important for coaching and in yeah. a good lesson for all of us yeah. as, as well, athletes yeah. or, I also it, think I was really yeah. kind of like um thankful for like because I kind of learned all this in like high school because I like went to counseling sometimes I went to counseling for a few years um for like just like mental health kind of stuff and 
um, they really kind of preached with me because like I was like really kind of up and down, up and down. And they always told me like they like I was like my counselor drew up a chart. It was like you know like so because like sometimes people are like up and that and like you just like kind of gotta stay like more middle middle yeah, ground and figure and, out what that means. Like exactly. that's hard if you're yeah. not yeah. someone who's no, very it, up and down. Like take, what does I, that mean? Like, I don't think I'm a master, but I'm just yeah. saying it's like it takes process. It's just like it does. part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it, yeah. That that's where it comes back to mindfulness because like mm-hmm. um, if you're like when you're in those down moments, it's uh, just processing it one, just one moment at a time. Yeah. Um, and like, like you said, like if you're in a race and you get a stitch or something or something's, something's off, you, you, you're not going to make it go away, but you can, you can notice it and then separate. You can, you can make that space and distance yourself from like what's actually happening Versus like how your feelings and thoughts um, mm-hmm. might be making it seem worse than it yeah. actually is, and emotions and then you realize can really that cloud things. Mm-hmm. Eh? It's yeah. crazy. Our emotions can really get in the way of what's logical mm-hmm. or what makes common sense. Mm-hmm. What would which you know would be a good choice, for instance, of a thought or what to do. And but when our emotions get in the in the mix, sometimes we we make decisions, moment decisions exactly. that. Does that is that yeah. what you're kind of yeah. saying? Like yeah. you're kind of, and then yeah, also like yeah, you you realize that like everything's nothing's permanent. So whether whether it's something good or something bad, exactly. it's yeah. you'll you'll either get through it or it won't last forever. So you just yeah, that's where and you that's just like life. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Not to get too philosophical, yeah. no, but like, it totally is. No, it yeah. ebbs and yeah. flows. So and just like whether you like it or not, embrace gonna, those moments. Yeah. yeah. And then, and yeah, and then especially when it's a bad result or something, then using those as opportunities to learn and grow. Perfect. For the next time. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Okie doke. That wraps up part one in our conversation with Marilyn. Uh, We hope you enjoyed the chat so far. And next week we'll bring you part two as Marilyn continues to discuss uh, her story in music, running, and coaching. Uh, and continues to drop some pieces of absolutely golden wisdom uh, for performance in any field. So until then, keep on crushing it. We'll see you next time.